Welcome into the official this week. We got another great show for you as always. Uh, we are going to be giving you, you know, we've been doing this as the season has progressed every week or two, making sure and keeping you up to date on what the high school prospects, the senior class is doing uh, in terms of risers and fallers, who's making a big impression as a senior season, who's confirming what we thought, who is making us question where we had them ranked, all that and more on this week's official. This is the official. Welcome into the official. Good to see you guys. We're back in action for another week. And before we get started, I think I forgot this last week. And I do happen to have some of their merchandise here on today. Wanted to mention our uh, relationship with homefieldapparel.com. <clears throat> so this is a great example. I'm, I'm representing the Swamp, representing my Gators who just took down Tennessee this past week. And you can see this is kind of like an old school design. Um, and that's really what they do. They do uh, kind of retro vintage designs, um, keeping in the spirit of various schools and, and their motifs. And they, they work with the schools to really put some premium quality shirts, pants, hoodies are great, hats uh, for anybody from like St. Peter's all the way to the Georgias and your Tennessee's and your Alabama's of the world. So um, check out homefieldapparel.com, get yourself a sweet t-shirt, get yourself some pants and maybe a hat. And if you put in Campus to Canton as your promo code, you will get 15% off your first purchase. So if you haven't checked them out already, please go check out homefieldapparel.com. Really doing some cool stuff in the college apparel uh, space. And then, of course, also check out campustocanton.com, the website that helps run this whole show. We specify uh, uh, in recruiting, but anything you need from the college fantasy football side all the way to the NFL fantasy football side, tools, data, uh, rankings, prize picks advice, betting advice, everything you can want over there at campustacanda.com, starting for as little as $2.99 a month. Now, with that being said, let's get on. What is this, week six already in high school? Week five? Four and five. Well, okay, yeah, weeks four and about five. About to be so, six. So we didn't fall too far behind. Uh, we're trying to do this at least probably every other week, jumping in and giving updates and let's start with none other than our basically what's become a weekly Dylan Riola watch. Um, started out a little clunky, then started tearing it up. But as of today, Matt, you were filling me in that on three may have dropped him a hair. Uh, <clears throat> is are, is the wheel are the wheels getting a little wobbly on the Rayola train? I mean, it was definitely a bit more than the hair. I think they've had Saiyan as their QB one for a bit now, but they just dropped Rayola two slots down. So now they have. Uh, Lagway and Kromenhoek above him. So, Ooh, uh, boy. not impressed with what they've seen apparently so far. Well, let's uh, take a look what he did this past week. We got a couple of clips here. Yeah, we got two really nice throws here. Just, just total screw it throws. Just yeah, that's a YOLO ball for sure. Mm -hmm. And you got another one here. It's just underhand tossing it. What? So, I, I mean, I, I mean, he's fun. There's no denying that. But I, I think he hasn't had the best start. Uh, you know, especially considering his expectations as you know the best quarterback in the nation, uh, he just you know he's performed well, 
but not at elite level, I don't think. Yeah, um, you know, and I don't know exactly what his Arizona competition was like, but certainly going no, to it Buford, was good, but yeah, it's different. It's going to be different. Buford, you know, six A Georgia football every week is going to be quite a uh, <clears throat> quite a contest. So, all right, so that's your Dylan Rayola update, David. Let's move over to you and talk about Demond Williams, who is going to Ole Miss. If I'm not Arizona. Nope. Oh, Arizona now. So we, and we do like that probably because I think that door will be open. So take us through what Demond Williams is up to, uh, David. Uh, it's pretty much every week he just completely blows out. Um, he's been super consistent, but you can see right here, just really good lateral mover. Probably one of the best runners in the class, I would say. So in this, that game, that game right there was against his rival, uh, Seguero. And he had he was 15 for 20 for 224 yards, three touchdowns, but also 17 carries, 185 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, so just a real dynamic player. And just as far as like season totals, he's at 158 QBR. And for people that don't know, QBR, QBR is just from the Max Preps website. Typically, for me at least, I usually look for like a benchmark of like 120, even 130. Like 130 is like ideal. But so he's clearing that easily. 52% rushing market share is really, really good. And then um, he's playing a 26 SOS, which is his average. Um, so no red flag there either. So, you know, aside from, aside from him being like a, you know, a short king and all that, he's mm -hmm. got a pretty clean profile and he'll come in there and it'll be interesting because he'll be competing with Noah Fafita, another short king. And then, um, you know, some guys, some, some people liked, uh, well, it's Dorman. He's more of a pocket passer too, so mm -hmm. he's got his fans as well. Yeah, Arizona, you know, doing some work down there. We've liked a few of their recruits lately. Obviously, they brought in a few five, at least one five star last year who's, or two years ago. Who's balling out now, McMillan. So the Arizona is kind of. I mean, I don't want to. I don't know if I want to say back, but they're certainly fun. All right, <clears throat> moving on. I'll talk about my guy, five star. Uh, just got a bump from on three, although I can't even remember exactly where he went uh, because an on three's website is down right now. But DJ Lagway out of Texas, still committed to the Gators. Fingers crossed, maybe that win against Tennessee will keep him committed for at least a few more weeks. But uh, he is putting up just insane numbers. Uh, I mean, scoring basically every touchdown his team uh, does, whether it's running or passing. Um, QBR of 138, which David was just saying kind of does hit his threshold. The strength of schedule is 18.5 right now, which isn't bad. Um, we've talked a little bit about how the, his high school doesn't necessarily, you know, play the hardest schedule in Texas, but certainly 18 is not, you know, it's not terrible. We've seen much worse, but, uh, you know, just absolutely balling out and continuing to show from a tape standpoint, you know, really that. Like he really can go off platform. He can throw on the run. He can throw sidearm three quarters. Like he has very fun delivery in the Rayola way, but adds a little bit of your um, true dual threat, you know, nature. And so I'm obviously very excited and I'm glad to see him having a great senior season and hopefully it just keeps up right there. Um, <clears throat> we also have a few other guys, uh, Isaac Wilson is looking pretty good. David, I feel like you've talked about him before. You want to give us an update on what Isaac Wilson's doing out in Utah? Yeah. Uh, 
I'm starting to get slightly skeptical of this corner canyon offense. It seems to just it's it's going to go no matter what to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just putting up astronomical numbers at this point. Um, so he's he's on pace to beat Devin Brown's passing Utah passing record, which was uh, Devin Brown threw for four thousand eight hundred eighty one yards um, as, as a senior at Corner Canyon. And so right now, Isaac Wilson's on pace to beat that. He's at 373 passing yards per game, and, and Devin Brown was 349. So I don't know, like the coach that that's that's there. I think his first year that he was there was with Zach Wilson. Um, he put up decent numbers, but then it's just from there, it's just gotten progressively better. So it, I don't know, like what we've seen. I I was hoping Devin Brown would start a little cleaner. Um, He's looked a little shaky in his start at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Still think he's very talented, um, but I guess something to consider is 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 that system really just kind of making these guys seem a little bit better than they might be. I don't know. It's something to think about. I do think it it is something to think about. I mean, it's uh, insane numbers out of there. I watched a little of Devin Brown. I was not, you know, he, he's gotten in some of the games this year, um, kind of when games were not necessarily in, uh, in the balance. How, you know, I just, I haven't quite, even in his mop-up duty, I haven't been like really wowed. So it kind of makes sense that he's not starting and Kyle McCord's looking, looking just fine. Uh, Julian saying, quick update here. I think what I really like is that he's continuing to add some rush market share, 15%, I think. Uh, which is you know what we like to see over that minimum of 10. And we know he's really accurate. We know he's a very cerebral guy. He's going to make good decisions um, and be very accurate in the short intermediate. But uh, really enjoy that he's adding a little rushing. So that's the update there. And then um, Matt, Matt, talk about Mike Hawkins here. Is he on the comeback trail at all? He's been in our doghouse a little bit since the Elite Eleven. I think you might pick the wrong person here to talk about Mike Hawkins. Uh, I mean, he is performing well. Uh, he dropped down to significantly worse level of competition, and he is dominating against them. Uh, you know, 151 on the uh, max press passer rating, which I believe is just NCAA format. I'll have to check after. But and he's doing well on the ground. Uh, As I have him. I have him graded very differently than you and Matt Bruning do. You both have him as a tier two player i think he's undraftable frankly uh you know he's just not an nfl passer and he's not gonna start for two years at oklahoma he's definitely mm-hmm. not jumping jackson arnold so uh, i mean it's good to see he's performing well but uh i'm still very much out okay I, I think that's fair and actually i do need to tweak my rankings on him a little bit um i need to drop down some of his passing numbers uh because i think it's become pretty evident that, like you said i mean he's not I don't think he's a, a high major passer and certainly not an NFL passer. Still like that dual threat and, you know, maybe transfers out uh, eventually. And like <laughs> he's done in high school, you don't love to see a guy drop down in competition in high school either. So, <clears throat> um, all right, we got David. Can you run through here, Daniel Kalen and Cutter Bowley? Because I think they're both, uh, what do we call um, big statue pocket passer, big old pocket passers or something, which we don't Absolutely. love. And they're not really uh, performing this year so far. Cutter Bowley going to, I think, Kentucky, which is a pretty big pull for them. But yikes, 10 of 23 I'm seeing here. Yeah, he was 
in week four, he was 10 for 23 for 64 yards. Um, he's just, he, he hasn't been very consistent. Um, it seems like he's always battling an injury or something. I, every article I read, it's like, oh, well, you know, he, he didn't play very well, but he's he's got something going on. So it's like, I don't know, maybe. But uh, I just haven't seen enough as, as far as his production goes. And then um, Daniel Kalen, yeah, his 73.3 QBR. He's running a little bit more, but it's just not, nothing to impress. And they play a bad schedule in Nebraska. His SOS is nine. It's really low. So that team right now is two and three. They, hmm. I don't know why they shouldn't be because they have three power five players on that team. So he's throwing to Isaiah McMorris. Um, I believe yes, he's right. a four-star receiver. Um, you're going to have to remind me. Is he? He's committed to Iowa State maybe or? No, they're both going to Nebraska, I think. Oh, that's yeah, I right. Thought, yeah, yeah. I thought, the, so I thought like the whole team was yeah, going to Nebraska, them. basically. That's right. All three. So Daniel Kalen, Isaiah McMorris, and Davon Hall all going to Nebraska. Davon Hall, I he's another guy. I'll just skip to it. Uh, 16 receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown, 6.6 yards per reception. I, unless these stats are wrong on maps press, which happens a lot. That's just bizarre. Uh, that's through four games. So I don't know. They're, they should not be losing to some of these teams they're losing to stock down. I would say for all of those Nebraska guys. Yeah. And I liked Hall quite a bit just on the tape, but you know, it's, it's not really fleshing out here. Um, and then a guy we really liked Will Hammond's on those lists, unfortunately highlighted in red, which means we don't have good news. Um, back down to earth. It looks like Matt, he's, uh, he was he, he had one game with like eight touchdowns, right? I mean, something ridiculous. Yeah, he lost but, um, eighty-two to eighty. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that. But since then, I guess has not looked so great. Uh, he had a great elite eleven, and we were kind of inching him up. I think, you know, he might be more of that mid quarterback with some rushing upside after yeah. all. Yeah, especially you know Texas Tech is looking less and less like this elite landing spot too. So it's like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's disappointing, but we, we, uh, you know, we just got to move on here. Okay. So those are quarterbacks. Those are your updates on quarterbacks, running backs. We've got someone I'm very excited to report. David Eziomume has kind of gone. I believe you said in the chat today, nuclear over the last two weeks, uh, Matt. And so, you know, we like to see that. I still think, uh, you've got him here as 200 and like basically well over 200 yards and six touchdowns um, and well over 200 yards a week over the last two weeks uh, and three touchdowns in each game. Um, so, you know, we like that. Let's see what we've got here on tape and showing, you know, some patience there, although that's kind of like more of the, I don't love the guys who like, you know, don't get tackled because I don't want to see guys get hit a lot, but <clears throat> um, so that was a nice, powerful run. And, uh, you know, he's just been going to town. Got a couple more big ones here, too. David, are you, or Matt, are you changing your opinion on him? I mean, I had him too high. You liked him, but I had him too high. I agree. I, I agree with that now. What are you doing with some of this info here that we've had over the last two weeks? I, I still don't really feel like he's shown me anything that I hadn't seen previously. Uh, I mean, he's, he's very physical and uh, he's very fast. I mean, that's. And he had nice few nice you know little open field cuts in the last play. I, I don't still don't think it's his strength. I mean he's not bad at it, but 
Uh, he's not going to be shaking guys in the open field in the next level. That's just not who he is. He's a powerful, uh, linear runner, and uh, yeah. I, I think he excels at that. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. I, I don't see, the more I've watched him a little bit, even with these games where he's been going off, I, I don't see a lot of creativity. I think, you know, if it's there, he'll take it. I don't see a lot of unique, uh, you know, playmaking ability necessarily. Yeah, I, I've been sour on him, but I, I like him. Like, he's a top 10 RB in the country for me, so... Don't That's want to great. sound like, yeah. you know, I'm a hater. Still the services, undervalued the services, services, yeah, he's barely a top 50 running back to that. Yeah, so. still undervalued uh, based on the services here. Um, and we've got, we like to see this. Uh, David talks about, we got Johan Cardenas. He was a little injured. He's back with a vengeance, it looks like. Fill us in what's happened over the last few weeks. Yeah, he's back with a, a knee brace on. Um, probably not 100% still, but. Uh, so that was a nice one-handed grab there. Yeah. This next clip, uh, you can see him running a little bit and doing some cutting and stuff. So, you know, it looks like he's he's returning to form, which we want to see. Um, and then here's another clip of him with another one-handed catch. So I actually bumped his his hands grade up a little bit. Um, I guess I didn't really I didn't realize he was that good of a pass catcher, but um, so I bumped him up a little in that regards. Um, as far as like rushing in the game, he was 25 for 172. Um, or actually, hold on, I'm looking at the wrong one. He was 32 for 178 and two touchdowns. Mm. Um, so you know well, they That's they did not they did not hesitate to give him tons of touches, which is yeah a good sign. So that's good. Um, could definitely be a workhorse. That's kind of what we're thinking. Um, and that's, this is another guy that we're kind of viewing as like Ezioma, where it's just like the services don't really like him, I guess. But we're kind of we're kind of seeing him as a three down guy. Yeah, absolutely. We've and you know I feel comfortable with that because we have done it before, um, and so I would say stick with our process. <clears throat> and then I like Kiwan Lacey. Uh, it's been no secret we like him. Um, he's been rising. One of the guys I liked immediately on first watch, but I think all of us have been pretty interested in him. He's going to Nebraska. So they at least got one guy, right. Uh, in that class. And I've got here 25 for 172, 70 yard receiving TD, a 98 yard kickoff return. You love to see that. We, uh, we always love the multi-dimensional guys who are scoring in multiple ways. Our hypothesis, not that complicated. If you are really, really good, every time you touch the ball, you should be getting into the end zone uh, at the high school level. So um, love to see Kiwan Lacey just continue to really, you know, blow up as a senior after already being pretty interesting, uh, even heading into the year. Looks like he may have gotten injured here on this note. So hopefully he gets uh, he gets better in a hurry. And then um, I believe a Florida commit here. I don't have a lot of info, but looks like you've got Kanan Daniels. That is the Florida commit, right? If I remember that name. Yeah. Putting up some big time numbers here. You've got him at 73, 797, and 10 through three games. That's pretty nice. Matt, what do you think about this guy? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is probably more of David's guy. I mean, I do like him too. He's a tier three player for me. Uh, but, you know, he's dominating against, you know, decent. I think it's probably the best Mississippi competition there is. Uh, which, you know, it's not as good as other states, but still, you know, he's playing the best he can, and he's you know, absolutely dominant. I mean, you can't ask for much better than 38, 427, and 7 in a game. I mean, Jeez. Uh, I, that's just absurd. Uh, he yeah. doesn't have the best athletic testing, but 
He's a good runner. He moves well laterally too. And, uh, you know, I think he could definitely at least be a rotational guy in Florida. Maybe the next workhorse, but the Napier we'll system, the Napier staff. Yeah, seems they don't really like going with one. No, they're going to give a ton of guy carries, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, they identified Montreal Jordan. They, they, ETN is looking fantastic. I mean, and I wasn't that high on ETN, but he looks very, very good. Uh, Trayon Webb eh, hasn't done too much, but you know, they seem to have a decent track record of identifying talent at the running back position. So that is promising. Um, David, oh my gosh, Kedron Young, is this one game? 32, 235, and two? Yeah. Headed so, to Notre Dame, right? Yeah, headed to Notre Dame. Uh, headed to a pretty good a pretty good room, running back room, but I don't know. He's looking like a real good I have well, except for last week, I didn't actually put the note on here, but they lost forty two to zero against Longview, which is like uh, definitely a strong opponent, probably too strong for for the team that he plays for at Lufkin. And he he just got he didn't really have a chance in that game. I don't know what his stats were. It wasn't good. I but before that game, he has been dominating. I mean, he's been putting up at least 150 yards every game, and they're just feeding him. So that's what he is. I mean, he's going to be um, a high, he's he's got a awesome like physique. You know, he's like 5'10", 225, yeah, super huge. just. Super strong lower half, upper half, the whole deal. Um, so he's a guy that can definitely handle uh, a heavy volume, and that's what they're. They obviously agree with us. They're just feeding him like thirty touches a game. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? And then you can just go right into Jason Brown. I know he's been a guy you've been higher on at least than me, uh, and maybe higher on than Matt. I'm not sure, but a guy you've mentioned a number of times. And uh, this twenty yards per carry last week or something. Yeah, that's Noel. People, that's some Noel Divine stuff right there. People are are very split on him. Um, I I like his. I love his body and like he's very. He's just very strong and stout. I like running backs like this. Um, he tests very well. Has a really good athletic score, like eighty fourth percentile. I don't know if he. It's a, apparently he runs like a four four seven or something like that. I don't exactly. And he has hit twenty one miles per hour, but I don't know if. I see more of like a four five two guy or something like that. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But he's he's putting up crazy numbers so far this year, which was one thing I wanted to see because last year his efficiency surprised me because he's not playing very good competition. I think that was like the que- biggest question I needed him to answer. Um, and he was dealing with a, he played a lot of a, a lot like the back half of the season with a bad hamstring. That could be part of the reason why, but. Anyways, he's he's dominating so far. I just want to see it, see it continue, and hopefully, he puts up a big year. All right, that sounds good. And Matt, can you fill me in? So Dylan Jones, not a guy we've talked about a whole lot. Looks like he's committed to Wisconsin. Not your typical Wisconsin recruit at only 180 pounds as a running back. But um, what's up with him? And do we do we want to think about Dylan Jones a little bit more? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been dominating. He's he's probably one of the better just pure runners in the class, I think. Just his athletic profile doesn't really uh, match up to it to make him super exciting. I mean, he looks good on mm. tape, though, playing okay. you know some of the better, like the best Maryland competition there is. And, you know, they play yeah. out-of-state <clears throat> competition, too. Um, uh, yeah, yeah Lady of Good Council is like a really good program. A lot yeah, of he plays Elijah Moore, too. Stephon yeah. Diggs came out of there. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's doing really good. I mean, Wisconsin also has two other running back commits in his class, and Darian Dupree, who I know David and Austin like, and uh, Gideon Itsuka, who's probably you know, getting overshadowed now between those other two. So uh, he's definitely someone to monitor. Uh, and, yeah, I, especially with the changing offense, too. Braylon Allen hasn't been, you know, super, super productive mm, in, in this yeah. offense this year. But, you know, they have been splitting it, so... I mean, who knows? Yeah, that's definitely someone, definitely someone to monitor. Okay. And, you know, with the new offense and the Longo offense, I mean, you know, they're, they're not necessarily going to go with these 250-pound running backs anymore. Uh, it's going to look a little different. So uh, interesting to see how <clears throat> he will fit in. Jordan Marshall broke his high school's all-time rushing record. He's going to uh, Michigan. Not super flashy guy. We've talked about him before. But, you know, obviously gets it done and is a, you know, a quality running back, although not sure he's going to be a transcendent talent the next level. And then real quick, just for time, because we'll get into the uh, receivers. We've got Jarek Gibson, who, you know, looked very pedestrian, 17 for 49 uh, and 39 for 108 in the last two games. So really not averaging a lot of, you know, yards per carry. Uh, only three receptions on the year playing for IMG. So that's not looking great. And Cameron Jones is not even starting anymore. So I definitely need to take him off my list. He was very high for me in the summer. That was a miss. Uh, Braylon Russell, another guy I really liked. He is not really doing a whole lot. 51, 225, and four over the last two games. Um, that's not going to get it done. I mean, we want to see guys almost approaching 10 yards per carry if they're going to be this good and translate to the next level. So, all right, let's move on to some good news. Wide receivers. Jeremiah Smith went off. Are these stats from one game? Matt, take us through Jeremiah Smith. Is this 17, 321, one game? Uh, I think that might be a typo, David. Uh, I think, yeah. That's for max reps. Oh. I don't think it was 17. I mean, I charted that game. I don't think it was 17 catches. I just, I just but, went uh, off the website. It's like... he did. He did look very good that game, though. I did chart that game, and uh, yeah, I mean, Bergen Catholic is you know like a top 30 team yeah. in the country, best team in New Jersey, and he just totally steamrolled them. They didn't really have a chance. Uh, Josiah's a Josiah's a trader had been out the uh, past two games, so that definitely gave him a bit more advantage. Uh, you know, less targets to go around. And then, uh, you know, he went up again this week against American Heritage and performed very well, 6 for 82 and two touchdowns. Uh, so, I mean, he's just, he's dominating. He's the clear, I mean, one or two wide receiver in this class. I still think Mika Hudson is better, but, uh, you know, he has definitely solidified his status as being, you know, the star player. And as I didn't even mention in the clip, we got him at 21.7 miles per hour on a play. His previous best was like that's 20. good. That's really I good. Mean, including like Alex Gama 21.7. I did as well the, the same night that he ran that play. So, you know, it, I it's fact David. Together. That is what it says against Bergen Catholic 17, 321, and three. That is what it says on Max Prep. I don't think it was 17, that... but that's nuts. I mean, even Twitter was... said something else, but yeah. regardless, he had over 300. Yards and three touchdowns. So. so who cares about the 17? Yeah, if you had 300 yards, whew, that's nuts. Um, all right. Well, and Julio Jones once had over 200 yards in an NFL game. So, you know, maybe he's got we, – we've been hearing the Julio comps for a while. All right. 
TJ Moore. I'm going to give David the, the, the floor here because he's been pounding the table for TJ Moore and looks like he's really coming on here uh, in three games, averaging over 100 yards per game, well over 100 yards per game. And he is a deep threat and his yards per reception is showing that, huh? Yeah, that's what – so, yeah, I've been pounding the table kind of, like, very lightly. I <laughs> – like, I do like his tape. I like his highlights. Like, just, like, kind of like Noah Rogers where I'm like, oh, my God, these highlights are sick. But um, Matt did the charting on him, and it's, it's it's not as – it's not as good as I have maybe had thought. Maybe he's um, – you know, like, his catch rate's pretty low, um, but, you know – some of that's just uncatchable passes, so it's hard to it's hard to say at the moment. But overall, his his charting wasn't as good as I would have thought. I actually moved him down a little bit. So there's something there that I'm I feel like other people are seeing. I'm not like I'm just not seeing what the issue is. But I think I'm maybe a little bit too high on him. So I actually moved him to the top of tier three. But I think maybe he's a bottom tier two guy at the at the end of it for me. Anyways, yeah, he's averaging like 30, par- 30 yards per reception. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's averaging what, like almost like 150 receiving yards per game against 24 SOS, which is average. So he's dominating decent, decent competition. Yeah. All right, Nikar looking looking really nice. 30 for 489 and nine. Uh, I believe this is probably through that's probably season's worth i would imagine right that's not just like yeah so that's on the season <clears throat> he's good i like him a lot you know i just uh i did a little tape of him for our our recruiting over the summer and you know i don't know if he's super dynamic with the ball in his hands but he's very very fast and he can you know he's a decent receiver he's got good hands he's just not super creative once he has the ball but uh, one of the tight ends we really like, Landon Thomas, is on that team, and he's only gone 13, 140, and 1. So Nikar, very clearly the top option. Then we have, David, I'll go back to you here for Cam Williams. I like to throw the Notre Dame guys to you. Um, he's looking pretty good this year, and not a guy we've talked about too much. He's even got some kick return, punt return TDs. So what do we think about this? Yeah, I don't know where I stand with him. Um, I think I drafted him once in one of our mocks because he, he can hit 22 miles per hour, but at some point we say like, oh, like just like 21's fine or whatever. You know, it's like, it's not that big of a deal, but um, I don't know. He's, yeah, he's just dominating competition. He's playing really, really bad competition. So it's, that's like the thing where it's just like, mm-hmm. keep it in mind. Like, so for the people listening, like when you go watch his highlights and stuff, his SOS is negative 38, which... <laughs> Very, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's bad. It's like really. I think it might be the worst I've seen, honestly, from like a I one of the top so prospects. Yeah. And I went through like all the year one zeros, like all the way through like 2014, and not one of them had only like their the best competition they played throughout their whole high school career was like under zero. So it's just like mm. that's not saying he won't be he he'll avoid being a year one zero. It just says like he'd be an outlier if he did so. Um, I don't know. He's dominating, though. It's pretty crazy what he's Wait, doing. He'd be an outlier if he did not avoid a year one zero or if he did. No, no. If he avoids, I probably misspoke. If he avoids being a year one zero, uh, he would be an outlier okay. given the so competition. We would, we would expect that he might be a candidate for year one zero then based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Matt Bryant-Wesco, 
I'll let you talk to him. Uh, we've got him on the list of good, uh, one of the good performers, but I know you've been a little bit lower on him, if I remember correctly. However, he's got all eight of his teams receiving TDs. And um, any, any change on opinion on Bryant Resco? I mean, he probably should be doing this. I'm not sure he's doing anything we wouldn't expect. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he's, he's dominating bad competition, which I, I think he's fully capable of doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's, it's a very run-heavy team, and he's pretty much the only receiver on that team. A lot okay. of times he's just, they're just out there with well, one wide receiver and it's just him. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, he's, he's doing what I think he should be doing now. Last week he didn't do it. It was great. But. All right, I'll let you just keep talking. Micah Hudson, take it away. We know you love him. He's looking like he's doing some fun stuff. I like these r- r- rushing, uh, some rushing mm-hmm. stats here. Yeah, I mean, I, even last year he played, you know, he just gets handoffs in the backfield too. He just will line up a running back and he looks great there too. Here he's just Oof. totally shaking oh. somebody. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. He's been my wide receiver one. I think this is his third 100-yard game of the season, three out of his <laughs> four games. And uh, almost saying 100 yards rushing, that's awesome too. So, I mean, just continuing to add on to what's an awesome profile already. Very fun. I mean, you can see in that clip there, just extremely quick twitch there. I mean, just really, really flashy in the open field. And then we have Trey Davis, who uh, is, um, we talked about him just prior to the show. Uh, but David, take us through Trey Davis. Is not a guy we've talked about too much, but putting up some insane numbers. And we were talking before the show, Matt said he's like one of the true risers kind of out of nowhere this year. Yeah, Matt, you can talk about him. It's kind of your guy. Yeah, I, I've been kind of hyping him up for a bit now. Uh, I he, he came to the season with like you know no FBS offers. Now I think he just got a San Diego State one recently. So I, even if he goes G five or maybe even P five, he's somebody I might be kind of uh, snagging at the end of drafts because he has a great athletic profile. Uh, I think he's sixty eighth percentile uh, in our database. The only thing really holding him back there is his weight. He's one hundred seventy pounds. I think he consistently runs the four threes. I forget his vertical or broad, but that's also really high end too. And uh, he's just dominating. I mean, he's also playing, you know, bad competition, but I mean, he's doing what he should be uh, in four games, 16 catches, 535 yards and nine touchdowns. Whew. It's a 33.4 <laughs> uh, yards per catch average. He's also, you know, lining up in the backfield. He's returning kicks. Uh, so I just think there's a ton to love with him there. Uh, especially if he goes to a G5 team, I think he could really just end up being a dominant producer. Yeah. And, you know, I like that. And I think we got to take like the whole SOS thing and some of these other things with a grain of salt. Like, for instance, if you got a high level P5 guy who's a top 10 receiver in the country doing it against a really bad strength of schedule, I would give myself a little bit of pause is he that good based on what we've seen, based on what David said about, you know, when your strength of schedule is so low, you know, you're, these guys fall into year one zeros often. But when you're talking about a guy who's way down the list, probably a G5 guy, I'm not going to be that worried about strength of schedule. So, you know, this things all need to be a little bit in context, in my opinion. Like I wouldn't just rule out guys because of that, but you just need to kind of paint the whole picture a little bit. And based on expectations, like you said, you know, it's, Going G5, you know, you're going to take him at the last round of a draft. I don't care. I'm not that worried about it. Um, all right. We now uh, kind of for some of the negatives here. We did talk about Davion Hall not doing too much. Uh, the Nebraska commit. Mike Matthews, after hyping him up after a few weeks, he maybe has come back down to earth a little bit. 
Um, nine, one eighty-seven and one through four games. So, and that one is the touchdown that we all watched, uh, where he had that great run after the catch. That's a little concerning. Tysio Denmark, I drafted him last week. Seventeen, one thirty-six and one through four games. That's not great. Joe, he's a trader who I've been out on for a long time. Eight ninety-seven and zero, only two games. He's been injured. And then Debron Gatling. 16, 150, and two over four games, and he's fourth on his own team in yards per game. So uh, any of those names probably are going to be falling down the list if you had him high. And Mike Matthews, that's disappointing. I feel like he's been a roller coaster for us. I don't know what to think about Mike Matthews. Um, <clears throat> I was, like, ready to go all in, and now I'm like, ah, oh, back off. He's yeah, been one of the trickier ones in this class. His charting isn't very so. Like he is raw. Like I don't know. I'm kind of out on raw guys. I feel like I feel like I, especially at wide receiver, I feel like I, I'd rather do it in other positions more so. Mm. But like his charting doesn't look very good either. And Austin kind of pointed out his limited movement. So uh, I, I I moved him down. Austin did. Yeah, he's definitely been mentioning that. So. Well, you know, I, I, this raw idea is, is really interesting at wide receiver. Uh, we have given some guys, you know, credit if they're absolute freak shows. But, you know, it, I think there should be a pretty high bar for a raw receiver. Um, he better be like giant. I mean, he better be Megatron. So I think guys who aren't necessarily like true elite standouts on the athleticism you know, maybe we need to like not fall in love with these raw players um, at wide receiver. Because, you know, if you come in and you're raw, you're not going to get on the field very much. And then you're tracking for year one zero and things just start snowballing from there. So I think that's uh, something definitely worth thinking about. And then I wanted to say, you know, if you're following us on Twitter or, you know, in the Discord, you're a member of Campus Canton, you would have already known this, but if you just come across this on YouTube and you're watching this, I want to shout out Matt and David. They called one of the you know, biggest stars of the early going here as a true freshman G5 QB at FIU, um, <clears throat> Kewan Jenkins, who's been fantastic and now starting and just overcame a three touchdown as three touchdown dog beat UConn for FIU. And these guys were calling it last February that he probably should have been a P5 guy. He was good. He had a chance to start because FIU didn't have anything, and they nailed it. So, um, you know, doing great work here, doing the Lord's work out here on the official. Uh, great job, guys. And, you know, look forward to this every single week. And that is your week four and five recap. I hope you everyone enjoyed it. This has been The Official.